you would think that if you're trying to skeet and be discreet as a billionaire, you and your crew would have reconnaissance on all of the uh, joints that you're looking to go to because you're trying to be discreet as you skeet in secret. So you would think that your whole crew of billionaires would have intelligence and connections that would let you know, yo, we can't go to that one, feds on that. Now, Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, you wouldn't think this guy would be in some sleaze ball, strip mall, trying to get a rub and tug for $70. A billionaire. He had his man drive him, try to be on the low, didn't know that this joint was being cased by the feds, among others. So he saunters in, gets a few mic checks, skeets, boom, bounce, but it's all on tape. And it's only a matter of time before TMZ debuts that to the world. So what does he do now? And now we hear that another Boston guy is also snared in this dragnet. This is leading me to believe that this is a network. So they didn't know that the place they were skeeting in was being cased by the feds on some sex trafficking shit. So they had these Asian women, I think they came from China, you know, they gassed them up, said, yo, when you get to America, you're gonna be good money, we'll get you a job, you know, a legitimate job, you can pay back the brokers who got your ass to America because you owe them. So they get here, no transportation, they ain't got shit, right? So they go to this place, and then they say, yo, it's a massage parlor, you just gotta work, little rub downs, and then they start forcing them to do more. They were sex slaves, so they had to add mic checks to their massage list, and a whole host of other things that they were servicing these guys. But this was all on tape. The feds had cameras in the rooms when they was giving mic checks and doing all ill shit with Robert Kraft. So now what does the NFL do? This guy has clearly violated the personal conduct policy. He's wilding. This is one of the owners. Isn't his conduct held to a higher standard? So if he's out here on a whole stroll getting mic checks, what happens now, Roger? Mr. Goodell, how are you going to punish and discipline your boss, the guy who actually advocated for you to have an increase in your salary? How do you punish that motherfucker? Man, this is crazy. Just like that old R&B singer Richard Dimples Fields. He made a song called, If It Ain't One Thing, It's Another. And this goes to the NFL. If it ain't the kneeling, if it ain't cats beating their wives to a pulp on some domestic violence shit, not making light of that. If it ain't one thing, it's another. Now you got one of the preeminent owners in a sleaze ball strip mall getting a rub and tug for $50. Damn. 
I hit it and split it, lick it and quit it. After the ride, put my clothes on and walk outside. And before anybody gets a chance to speak, I say, yo, don't say nothing. I guess I'm just a freak. Cause we're the freaks of the industry. Yo, you worse, Money B. The freaks of the industry. And when you see us backstage, be prepared to G. You know what, man? You's a freak. I seen you with that girl at the hotel after that show last week. What about that time out there in the park? I wish. Don't tell nobody. Got to go at Money right now. Money um from uh, CNN. Van Jones was on uh, TV. I don't watch TV too much. A lot of bullshit on TV. I'm too old for that. So what I do is scroll sometimes, and I had to cut the TV up on this motherfucker. He was talking about uh, the gay PM Dawn. That's why I call uh, this guy Jussie Smollett. He styles himself as the gay Tupac, but I'm not going to desecrate uh, Tupac's name. First of all, if Tupac was in a situation like that, Tupac would have beat the motherfucker's ass point blank. You can't be in your own hoax and get your ass beat too and take this guy's name. Get the fuck out of here. The gay PM Dawn, Van Jones was talking about him in glowing terms after all this foolishness. He was on there talking about like, yo, he's an icon. I'm like, you mean the guy who orchestrated a hate crime against himself? How is this motherfucking icon? He said, yeah, you know, He's a, um, I compare him to uh, Jackie Robinson. I said, wait a minute. What the fuck is this dude talking about? He said, you know, with his character on that show, Empire, he was beating back, um, you know, all the homophobia in, in the black community. And I'm saying, this is coming from a motherfucker that don't even live in the black community, right? How would you have the pulse of the entire black community of America and you don't even fucking live in one? And it's not like you've canvassed the entire black community of America. And he's calling this guy an icon. First of all, I live in the black community. I can tell you uh, there is a degree of poverty out here. People are not worried about what motherfuckers is doing in their bedrooms. Nobody has time for that. To be preoccupied with what other human beings are doing in the privacy of their own bedrooms has no bearing on anybody nobody would waste time that doesn't get anybody money so for a motherfucker to be on television international television blanketing and generalizing our community as being anti-gay and homophobic is irresponsible so you look at this motherfucker for what he is a fucking cornball up there man crazy ass shit Calling that guy an icon and a hero, desecrating Jackie Robinson's name by associating Jackie Robinson with a guy who set up a hoax. So that tells you that guy doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. I'm talking about Van Jones. He don't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's on some bullshit, sucking up to people. Now... The same guy, the gay PM Dawn, is now talking about, I have an untreated drug problem. Yeah, that's the lawyers egging him on so he can get a sliver of sympathy because everybody sees this guy for what he is, a clown. And Chicago PD is about to throw his ass in the can. 
Because what punishment should you get for sending the police on a wild goose chase in Chicago nonetheless with all the broad day execution going on in that city? The police can't afford to be going on a fucking goose chase by some corny motherfucker, man, that's making up shit on TV, crying as if the story is real. Throw him in the fucking can, man. This is the jungle where the murderers mangle. This ain't a place of crowded, but it's room for you. Whether you're white or you're black, you be black and blue. Cause in every cell block, there is a hard rock with a real nice device to score a sock lock. Don't ever get caught in a crime, my friend. Cause this bus trip is not too adventurous. And they have a nice warm welcome for new inmates. Razors and shanks and sharp edge plates. Posses will devour punks with power. After the shower, it's... Man, from what I understand, this guy, uh, Takashi69, the guy who uh, is a rat, basically snitched on everybody. I hear this motherfucker ain't going to get no time. They saying, yo, the judge is like, oh, man, he done told everybody. Why keep this motherfucker in here? He did what we asked. Let's throw him back in the jungle where he could be, from what I hear, <laughs> super violated. God knows what that is. This is what is the consensus out here in the Bronx. You know, I don't know a lot of these motherfuckers, but I ask some of the cats I see in the store, they look like they, they on some gangbang shit. So I said, yo, what is going to happen to this guy when he comes out? Oh, super violated, on site. This is what these motherfuckers tell me. And now the judge said he's going to be out uh, probably uh, early 2020 because he did what we asked. We see no reason to keep him in jail. He ratted. What is it you guys say? He snitched on everybody. Why keep him in jail? Damn. If I was this guy, I'd be like, yo, okay, you want me to tell you're going to give me 200 years? I need facial reconstruction surgery. If you're going to throw me back out here after I tell everything, I can't go back out here looking like I did when I came in. We got to have some type of deal. I'm telling you everything. I'm snitching on everybody, but that doesn't mean I want to be executed when I walk through these fucking doors. I need facial reconstruction surgery. I'm going to be super violated immediately. If I look anything like I did when I walked into this fucking joint, I'm wondering, was it all worth it? I could see if you were a billionaire, right? Now you can't even rhyme. Now you can't, well, that wasn't rhyming. Now, now you can't even do what you were doing musically. Well, no, that wasn't music either. Now you can't do what you were doing. What now? I got rhymes, cock nines, your shit's not a gimmick. That nigga that raps about it, but it do it in a minute. Got schemes that'll break your wealth, break your health. You see me coming, nigga, just break yourself. Got Bronx tales like the Nero. The girl call me hero. Busting kids in the mouth in the 15 zero, zero. Players play on, haters hate on. Put my weight on, hit your bitch off, and then I skate on. Lay on, me and my man lawless. Too broad for you niggas to fuck with. Niggas can't touch this. Try to rush this. Fuck out of here. Yeah, this is a special Monday for me. 
My beautiful daughter, Imani Moody, is turning 14. Just want to give her a special birthday shout out. And looking at her just makes you reflect on how fast time really is. It's faster than we realize. She is 14. I remember carrying her from the hospital in Harlem. And now she's a growing young lady, teenager. Yo, just reflecting on fatherhood for a second right now. I don't want to get too much into it, but that was the best thing. Fatherhood is actually the best thing that could happen to a dude, man. If you're really uh, involved, man, you can't get that shit back. And to go from uh, when they're infants and watch them grow and do things with them every day and watch the smiles, there is nothing like that. It's like you living your childhood again vicariously through your own offspring. So it's a wonderful thing, man. And anybody having a newborn, yo, best thing could happen to you, man. Just be totally involved and you will never regret it. And you'll have the greatest memories, man. I always reflect back on doing the little seemingly inconsequential things. But as they grow, those same things become so big in your memories. When a brother makes a child and then denies it Thinking that money is the answer so he buys it A whole bunch of gifts and a lot of presents It's not the presence, it's your presence and the essence of being there And showing the baby that you care Stop sitting like a chair and have your baby wondering where you are Or who you are Fool your eyes, daddy Don't act like you ain't Cause that really makes me mad, G To see a mother and a baby suffer I had enough of brothers who don't love the fact that a baby brings joy into your life. You could still be called daddy if the mother's not your wife. Don't be scared, be prepared, cause love is gonna get you. It'll always be your child, even if she ain't with you. So don't front on your child when it's your own. Cause if you're front now, then you'll regret it when it's grown. Be a father to your child. Yeah, man, I had the pleasure of going to an art exhibit in Manhattan, and I saw some great work from a formerly incarcerated cat's um, it was in conjunction with this uh, HBO movie called OG. Great acting by my man, Jeffrey Wright, the star of it. Awesome dude. I suggest people check it out. It's called OG. And they had the, the works, the artwork of some formerly incarcerated cast. This particular dude, his name is uh, Jesse Crimes. Check out my man's artwork. Shit is off the chain. And this is why. He was locked down, you know, he had some bed sheeting, and he had magazines. So in the magazines, you know, they'll have an ad. As you're reading an article, you'll turn and you'll see a big page ad. So he transferred those colorful ads to the bed sheeting, like the white sheets. He would go one by one by one. He had so many sheets, right? He had to hide it because it would be considered contraband, and they would discard it and throw it away. So he did this in secret and um, you know, at the exhibit they displayed his artwork. It is amazing when you think to do all of that. He just didn't do one motherfucking pillowcase. This cat did a, a significant amount of ads where they could put it up in an art gallery basically. So it's a bunch of sheets with all kind of ads that he transferred with the back of a fucking spoon. Money is off the chain. Great artist. Had the chance to talk to him. Make sure you check out his Instagram. And to do that, 
with the back of a spoon is incredible. Randomly flip on bystanders. Blowing up the spot. Randomly flip. Take control, control. Represent, represent, represent. Poisonous, venom, yes, when I bless the mic and structure. Supreme ultimate conductor. Eruption, type flow, lyrical lava. Torching up foes, enough combustion when I'm crushing. Like big pun. Who's the one who makes the kids run? Stun like stun guns. Son, I hit your fulcrum. This is the third with G Moody here live in New York, live in the Bronx. Flavor in your ear every Monday, a la Craig Mack. Flavor in your ear. Make sure you tune in. Make sure you tell a friend. And also, go to Apple Podcasts where you can rate and review. The ratings and the reviews help. This is a New York-style podcast. New York talk with intellect. And then after you rate and review, make sure you go to anchor.fm slash g moody so you can support leave a voice message do it all man we get back to all the cats that leave positive messages civil discourse this is how we get down we are not infantile we are not juvenile here at this that and the third with g moody it's a pyramid of podcasting Man, we see somebody uh, went to the hotel, was freaking off, and it got out of hand. See, when you go in these hotels and you're trying to get away on some sneak shit, try to control yourself, B. Motherfuckers be taking all kind of drugs, doing all kind of shit. Like, your heart doesn't have the possibility of just stopping. You can't just be doing crack, doing meth, like shit is all sweet, man. Your body can't take all that shit. So we got a case of that happening with this guy. California news anchor Chris Burroughs. He used to work at WPIX here in New York. He hooked up with his man on Grinder. Now, this dude is married, got a daughter. So he hooked up with his man on Grinder, who he was fucking with four times prior. I guess this time they said, yo, we're going to take this shit to the next level, B. So he goes to some grimy-ass hotel, the Days Inn. And this is where he unleashes in the hotel. So they cop their crack, crystal meth. And they in there drinking that uh, St. Ives and all that shit. You know, when you go to the hotel, you get extra. So he gets the St. Ives malt liquor so he can get crazy high and do ungodly shit in the hotel with his man. So he gets in there and they freaking off. And then the guy says, you know what? We need to stick this crystal meth up our asses. So this news anchor does it one time, and it got good to him. So he stuck another rock up his uh, rectum, and then that's when the game was over. The body said, oh, fuck that. It's over. The body collapsed. Game over. He vomited. Passed out. Game over. Heart stopped. The body said enough. His man calls the cops. His secret is revealed to the world, his wife, his daughter, that he was not only freaking off with a guy, he was a crackhead and a meth head. What a way to go out. What a way to leave planet Earth. Terrible. Condolences to his daughter and the wife that you got to hear about this shit. This is wild, man. So a note, control yourself in the telly. I got a homie, he does it all night. I tell him, get your big lips off that mic. 
This is Daddy Third with G Moody here live in Harlem, 140th and St. Nicholas Avenue. I am actually podcasting at that park where they shot above the rim. Anybody who saw that movie with Tupac, the late great Tupac Shakur, I'm at that park right now. I was walking by here. I said, yo, oh, this is where they shot that movie. Let me pull out the mics. So Cat's been asking me about this dude, R. Kelly. I can't add much. What needs to be said? Homeboy needs to be under the fucking jail. Another tape has come out. Another tape has come out of this guy urinating on a 14-year-old girl. Do we have to go to trial with this shit? Does there have to be all the pomp and circumstance? Shouldn't you just shuttle him into prison? And anybody else that doesn't get this same type of treatment, a la Roman Polanski, he did some grimy shit. He fled the country. Why don't you go get him? There's a lot of people that need to be thrown under the jail. You can't make R. Kelly the face of this shit. You got to go after everybody so it doesn't cheapen the whole Me Too, Time's Up, all this shit. Anybody doing sucker shit like that, there needs to be no trial. Motherfuckers is worried about his music. Oh, we separate the art. From the artist. No, fuck the art and fuck the artist as well. If you're doing sucker shit like that, if your name is in the press for any type of sexual battery, nigga, fuck the music. So I can't add much to the whole R. Kelly shit, but throw him in jail along with anyone else who does bullshit like this. What else? What are we talking about? The summation. It's prison. You hear the toughest niggas cry for mama when that life's given by your honor. That means you're gonna die in a little ass cell. They got niggas doing life for a little ass cell. In the mountains, you be counting soul trains and Super Bowls. Every year till you come home, move alone, choose comrades wisely. Rule number one, don't speak what your eyes see. You got jumps trying to turn niggas out, punks trying to burn niggas out. Sneak thieves watching, they trying to learn niggas. Also, we got an update on that. Robert Kraft story. New England Patriots owner who got caught up in a sting. He was skeeting in one of them uh, massage parlors, but it was being cased by the feds on some sex slave sex trafficking things. So now they said during that week he was in, the, in that uh, massage spa, he was seen around Florida with these hot Asian chicks. Uh-oh. Are you part of this sex trafficking ring? And we know that there is another Boston billionaire that was also seen skeeting in this same massage spa. Uh-oh. Sounds like a ring to me. And the detective said, yo, these two motherfuckers ain't the only guys. We got bigger names. Don't tell me. This guy is part of a network that tries to trade these Asian women because he knows they don't have papers and it's not like they could tell anybody and that these billionaires are trading them like cards. Is it just a guy going to a spa to get a happy ending or is there some devious, dastardly behavior behind the whole thing? Stay tuned. I rock 
interrupted once again. She started talking Japanese. I'm Dana Dana. I'm doing my own thing. I'm Dana Dana. Yes, I'm doing my own thing. Rocking the house. Now as she walked out the door, there's one more thing. She looked me in my face and began to sing. Yeah, as we close out this podcast, coming live from the capital of black America. You know, Harlem is uh, definitely changed. It used to be 100% black. Now it's a little different. All you see is white motherfuckers running, jogging. That's how you know gentrification. You know, I said a telltale sign of a gentrification is a bike lane, right? That's how shit's coming. Because there were never any bike lanes when we were growing up. Everybody rode bikes, right? So why you put them in now? Another sign is you may see one white motherfucker running. That's how you know the wave is coming. So you walk into the store now in Harlem, all you see is white cats running. So you're walking and they're just And they ain't running from nobody. It's just jogging. But before we sign out, we want to give some shout outs to authentic, original Harlem staples. This is family. My man Randy Dupree. The whole Dupree family, Mr. Dupree and Mrs. Dupree. These are the people that raised me when I came up here as a guest, B. So I want to send much love to that family and any other Harlem staples, the original people of Harlem. Man, I had to make an addendum to this podcast. I'm here at Starbucks Roastery in Chelsea, Manhattan. Like I said before, this is like the super center of Starbucks, three floors. A bar upstairs, you know, I got my margarita right here next to me. I am cooling out. In the early 70s, a psychologist said, in this system of racism slash white supremacy, there is an agenda to feminize the black man. He went on to say that the black man will take on the female persona. I don't know how he came up with it, But at the time, people thought he was crazy. And now, today, my man sent me a picture of a dude, a brother on a red carpet, wearing a long flowing dress. I don't know if he had high heels on, but I imagine he had high heels on. And it just brought me back to that quote. And I began to wonder like, damn, I said the same thing maybe three years ago. I said it's going to be one motherfucker to come out in a dress and that's going to open the floodgates and you will begin to see NBA players come into the arena wearing high heels and dresses. The psychologist Neely Fuller Jr. said there was an agenda to feminize the black male image to take out that masculinity. And the final blow, no pun intended, is to get that black man turned all the way out where he's in public with a dress. End of story, but you'll never get me. I'm gonna be like uh, Joe Morton in The Brother From Another Planet. I'm gonna be the only motherfucker out here wearing Tim's jeans. Just brings me back to the picture my man sent me today. I don't know what it's about, but That quotation has come true. Now we're just gonna wait and see 
what comes forth from this. The foundation. 